0: What is up, everyone? It's your man I do a barber back with another beyond the chair podcast. It's Wednesday, and we're about to discuss a lot of things barbering. Um, I, I'm motivated on this one. Typically, for those of you that tune into a live, you're used to seeing this thing pop up around eight o'clock or 830 or something, but it's 630. Y'all probably like, whoa, this dude's live now. Yep, I'm live now. But for all the audio listeners on all the podcasts and platforms, you guys probably don't give a damn about any of that. You guys are probably like, well, just shut up and get to the podcast, all right? Just, just shut up, okay? I'm, I'm trying to commute right now. I don't, I don't, I'm watching this probably weeks from, maybe months from now, maybe a couple days from now. But motivated to get this thing on and cracking. So if you're in the building, smash the like button for all the podcast listeners. Share the podcast. Leave a leave a review And all that good stuff. So for everyone that's watching, of course, you know how this goes. We got to do roll call, okay? We got to do roll call. I got to know where my listeners are watching from, what city, state, zip, area code, country, continent. Let me know where you guys are watching this from. I want to know where my viewers are watching this from. So shout out to everyone who's watching live. But as the title of this podcast suggests, our barbershops closing and I want to know, like, because everyone that's tuned in, listening to the podcast, let me know if your area, maybe your state, city is shutting down, which means, as we learned, right, from the first shutdown, barber shops are not essential. Barbering is not recession-proof. So let me know if your city is shutting down. I'm curious because here in Texas, from what I've heard today, Governor Abbott does not plan on shutting down. Now, if you live in Florida, I'm pretty damn sure that crazy governor in Florida, what's his name, DeSantis, that dude ain't shutting anything down. I mean, Florida's been rocking and rolling for a long time. They don't give a damn, okay? So (laughs) they're going to be great, okay? Okay, so it looks like we got Cali in the building, we got Virginia in the building. We got North Carolina in the building and Virginia. So we got the West Coast and the East Coast repping hard. We're about to have some East Coast, West Coast beef, bringing it back to the mid-90s out here, okay? I see everyone in the building. Shout out to everyone. I don't know how you pronounce that name in Virginia. Chino Chihuahua, however you... I, I don't know how the, how the hell you say that. But, man, I'm, I'm, I feel really sorry if your, if your city is shutting down again because... No, don't fret. No need to fret, right? Because we've been through this before. This this isn't a new thing. This isn't our first rodeo. We've been through a shutdown before. So you know how to react to a shutdown. Now, the timing of this shutdown is kind of crucial, right? Because this is towards the end of the year. This is holiday season. And I know some people, they're trying to get money to do stuff for Thanksgiving. They're trying to have money to do stuff for Christmas. And if you didn't have money put away, if you weren't good with managing your money, uh, sorry, you might have to cancel Christmas. As that that saying that you would hear people say in movies or as jokes, like cancel Christmas, boy, oh boy, what up, email? I see you in the building. We got Florida, Chicago in the building. Man, do anyone from outside of the U.S. that's watching? Oh, I, I want I, I just, just want to know. Okay, I just, just want to know. But. It's crazy because right now you can still get unemployment. Now, of course, there's no more boost like there was months ago, earlier in the year when they first uh, announced the whole unemployment thing and that self-employed people can now uh, receive unemployment, which typically you can't, and people were going ham. People, some Some people were lucky enough to make more money on unemployment than they were at their actual jobs, which ain't that something, right? But boy, oh boy, it's one of them things. I'm just like, wow. Be careful, because as I told you guys, and I know a lot of people were like, man, why, why are you making all these videos talking about money, talking about finance, talking about, you know, retirement and blah, 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 this, that, the third. This is exactly why. So you might be thinking like, hey, we're going to shut down again. <laughs> Think again. You know, you might be shut down again. And here's the funny thing. There might be, if I'm not mistaken, there might be some countries in Europe that still shut down. Well, barbers. Talking about barbers, barbers that still have not gone back to work. Crazy, 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 crazy. Okay. And I I honestly feel bad for you. And I hope you have your money together. So, like I say, um, when I'm talking about you guys getting your money together and stuff like that, this is why this is so important. This is why I've been preaching this stuff. And for all my audio listeners on the podcast, I've got a treat for you. So whenever you're listening to this podcast, wait for the next day after. I got I got a good one for you. I got a good little podcast for you. Now, for those of you that are watching on YouTube right now, no, 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 no. no. You. Not the guy behind you. Not the guy, you know, over here to the right of you. You. Right there. You. Right? Yes. You. The one I'm pointing at. You. Go go check out the audio, uh, the, the podcast. I, I don't even want to say anything. I'd rather someone who... Listens to the podcast regularly on the podcasting platforms. Say what I'm talking about because I don't, I don't want to spoil it. But you guys are, you know, you'll see. But preparing yourself for all this stuff is very important. We have to know what to do, right? This is the whole part. This is the whole purpose of having an emergency fund. If the first shutdown wasn't a wake up call. And you're not ready now. I don't know what's gonna be. I don't know when going to, your wake up calls are gonna be. I don't. I don't know what it's gonna take for you to get your head out of your ass and start getting in gear. Um, if and this is a worse time too, because you know when we were going to what was the shutdown? And I think it was in. I can't even remember exactly when the first shutdown was. Was it in March? Or Was it April? Or maybe it was. I, I, I no. I think it was March. I think. I think it was March. If I'm not. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know. But at that time, there wasn't really much going on. You know, there was a summer coming. You know, you had, uh, what was it, uh, Memorial Day? No, yeah, Memorial Day. Is that the one that that cracks off? Yeah, I think that's what it was. So there really wasn't much going on. Some people have vacation plans, blah, blah, blah. But this shutdown, you know, if you're affected by this, is going to hit you hard because we're going into the holiday season. And boy, oh boy, it's going to suck because, that that's the worst, right? Especially if you're a parent. I'm not sure how many parents we got listening to the podcast right now. Raise your hand for your parent. I'm a parent. I'm a, I'm a parent. Okay. I would feel horrible. Now, of course, the circumstances are what they are, and we fully understand that. Like, you know, you could say, you, yo, know, coronavirus. Look, I can't get you any toy. I can't that that new shiny bike that you wanted, Junior. I can't give it to you because of coronavirus. Look, look, you wanted that nice big Barbie dollhouse. I can't get it for you, baby girl. I can't get it for you. Understand the circumstances, but deep down inside, you feel horrible. That is if you're incapable. Okay. But let me see. So my man from whatever that city is in Virginia told me how to pronounce it. So I'm going to try and pronounce it before I read his his little uh, pronunciation. Okay. So it's Chinco- Teague, but the right way to pronounce this is Shinto Teague, Shinto Shint O Teague. Okay, okay, that's that's those uh, those weird cities where like Waxahachie or Wanakama Lamy or or Nantuck whatever like all those little weird towns. I'll be like, really, like really, who who the hell named this town? Boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy. But use this as a wake-up call, guys. And for those of you that are not getting shut down, like let's say your your barbershop's not getting shut down, your city's not getting shut down, and everything's as smooth as pure snow, okay? That's good, because here's what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to start planning ahead if you have not done so already. Start putting plans in place and putting things together to where you can start planning out your life to where things can start getting a little bit easier for you. Um, This is very, very important. Start looking more towards the future. Oh, wow. Juan Gonzalez. (laughs) I'm over here watching some of I'm watching some of you guys' comments. My man, Mr. Friedman says Chicago cuts on the pole on the pull up. (laughs) He left his phone number. Wow. That's right. I know Chicago is shut down. That's right. Chicago is shut down. And boy, oh boy. And by the way, guys, smash the like button if you're feeling the content. I mean, look, at this point, you know, you've been tuning into the podcast, you know, long enough. Yeah, I know. Smash the damn like button, okay? It, it, it should just be automatic, okay? We, like, we shouldn't even, this shouldn't even be a thing to be discussed Smash the like button for all my audio listeners. Just leave a review, okay, if you will. And look, leave an honest review. It is what it is. Just leave a review. Show some love, okay, because what you put out there is what you will get, okay? If you put out love, if you show support, people are going to support you, okay? So it's just how the universe works. So just smash the like button. But for those people, man, get the lives in order. And I said this before, like, I, I do one-on-one financial coaching, you know, if you need some planning for your future, you don't know where to turn, like, how to do it, how to get started, like, blah, 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 like, any of the planet. look, I can help you, DM me on Instagram, it's I do a barber, you see it up there on the top right, but, yeah, DM me on Instagram, and, you know, we can schedule something, so, and this has been one of my main focuses this year, and beyond, right? Um, it's been a focus of mine even before, but it's been like, man, like super focused, like laser focus. You know how on the camera lens you, you turn it a little bit and you're like, dang, that's a little off, it's a little blurred. And you just kind of like zero it in, you know, like you're manually zeroing it in. That's how I, I've been this year. I've, I've zeroed it in. I've, I've crossed all the T's. I've dotted all the I's. I've done every damn thing. I you know how they say with Santa Claus, he's checking it once, he's checking it twice. Santa's gonna know if you're not you're not anyway. That's what I've done to my plans. i am I'm, I'm constantly going over it. like I'm, I'm always just like, okay, let me, you know, is there something I could tweak here? Like, okay, um, I, I do like this plan, but let me see if there's any way I could do to accelerate this or maybe a little tweak to make you know some of these numbers grow. That's what I've been doing this year, just getting laser focused on it. And it's helped me out a ton. And trust me on this when I tell you, I know it can help you too. So this is why I offer that financial coaching stuff. Uh, just, hit me, you know, again, just hit me up there on Instagram. But this stuff is important because I want you guys to win, you know, no matter a shutdown, right? No matter if you're thriving, some people are having the worst year that they've ever had, you know, and that's, barring the loss of a loved one or whatever, right? We're not, we're not even going to get that deep, but if you want to just talk about financially or people that have been affected with it, with their careers, maybe they're like, man, your whole career got put on top of his head. Now you're just like, Ooh, you're on the ropes. You got your hands up. You know, you're just taking blows. You got your eyes closed. You don't know where they're coming from. And you are afraid to open your eyes and put your hands down because you don't know when the madness is going to stop. But I'm here to tell you, it's only temporary. You will get through this. This is only temporary. It's a little small chapter. It may not even be a full chapter. This might just be a couple paragraphs within that chapter, but it will be over soon. So don't fret. Don't fret too much. And if you don't have the life experience where you've gone through some things, trust me, especially if you're young. I mean, if you're old, you should know what I'm talking about. But if you're young and this is one of your first (laughs) events that you've gone through, don't worry. You'll get through this and you're going to see another one. You know, it just depends on the the magnitude of the next one. Okay, we got Sioux Indian. Okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Okay, but you're going to get through this. This is all good, but this is a part of the learning process. When you look at people that are having a hard time during all of this, just trust and know there are people right now, that are having the best years of their life. That's made a lot of money because of this. In these times of a recession or a stock market crash, real estate crash, a pandemic, a epidemic, uh, 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 I'm not gonna do that. But in the event of any of these things, people are getting rich, and you have to say to yourself, How can I get on this bandwagon? Like, what, what can I? do to get my little piece of the pie. Now, that's where strategizing comes in. That's where having the knowledge comes in. That's where having assets and liquid cash comes in, okay? You could take advantage of these opportunities. Now, I've been telling you guys, I got this is one of the best years of my life outside of some of the others, right? Because I know my wife's listening, you know, getting married and having kids and all the other stuff. Like, okay, that's out of the way, but anywho, this has been one of the best years of my life. Like have made so much money, was able to invest money, was able to do a lot of stuff. Like my wife got lucky. She lost her job cause her company went bankrupt. So she lost her job, but then picked up another job recently. So I got to give a massive shout out to my wife, the wifey. Got to give her a shout out and con- big congratulations to her. Uh, you guys can, you know, leave some uh, leave some hand clap emojis in the comment section for the wifey. She'll appreciate that because I'm pretty sure she's probably either listening right now or she'll probably listen on a replay. But she got herself a new job and she started this week and she's making more money than she did at her old job. So just due to the damn pandemic, she ended up stepping into another position, seems to be a better opportunity and I'm gonna say better environment, that the circumstances are just better and she's getting paid more and it seems she's doing less. (laughs) So it's crazy how the world works and I wanna just, I, I say that to you guys to show you how, when you get to certain levels of things and you start doing certain things, things become, it it seems like things become easier and you get paid more. How many times have you looked at like, oh, this guy's a manager or oh, this guy's the, maybe some some executive, whatever. And it seems like this guy doesn't do a whole lot of work, but he gets paid so damn much money. That's the world and that's how the world works. Once you get yourself, either acquire a skill, uh, have a talent or knowledge of something that, pays you really well in the marketplace. This will help you make some money. And you develop these things and you get better over time. You master your craft or whatever you're trying to do. And you're going to get paid even more money because the demand is there. Your expertise is there. People pay people for knowledge. Just like we're all barbers, right? We're barbers. We know this. People come to us because we know how to cut hair, because we have the knowledge. How many of you have had your customers like they've been at your feet once you open back up from the shutdown. They were like, oh man, I didn't appreciate you as much as I did before, but now I appreciate you so much more. They were like bowing at your feet. They were like, oh, okay, cool, man. They're like, oh man, I'll do anything for this haircut. Feeling like crack fiends in the eighties. Have a skill. People will respect it and they will be willing to pay for your skill. Very, very simple. And this is what I want you guys to do. So, just like in the case of the the wifey, you know, she has a skill, marketplace needs people with these skills, she gets paid. Now, of course, the marketplace is going to also dictate how much you will get paid, which is kind of like the same thing in barbering. You know, like a lot of people want to come out here, like, I'm going to cut hair for $50 a head, $100 a head, or $300 a head. That sounds great, and I think a lot of people would love to do this. (laughs) I mean, I'd love to do it too, right? You know, if especially if you're cutting hair for like three hundred bucks a head, maybe just do like two or three of them a day. You know, call it a day. You know, spend spend two hours on uh, on some haircuts. Yeah, yeah, that that easy. Okay, but the market uh, the marketplace ultimately is going to dictate how much you're going to get paid. So you know, you jump out the you jump out the window and say, hey, I'm charging a hundred for a cut. Yeah, the marketplace is going to tell you how much you're worth, you know, in due time. You know, you might get a couple people like, ooh, catch them off guard, but hey, will they come back? That's the ultimate question. You know, that's the ultimate question. But, of course, when it comes to barbers and raising prices and things like this, raise the demand for your service, then you raise your price. That's generally like the old adage of raising your haircut prices, right? Work really hard, create the demand once you're booked or really close to booked 80 to to 100% booked raise your prices and then just wash rinse repeat you know and that's how people you know end up with those like ridiculous haircut prices where like $56 a haircut, $63 a haircut or whatever they've done it over time you know it's a compounding effect and you're in control of your destiny you know that's the beautiful thing about barbering is that you can raise your prices you can give yourself a raise whenever you want now, of course, is it just, <laughs> again, the market will tell you <laughs> if you're just in that. So I'm not sure if any of, I'm not even sure how, how much I've talked about this on the podcast or not, but I plan on raising my prices next year. Actually, I planned on doing it this year uh, in Ju- June, no, no, July or August. I can't remember exactly, but I definitely plan to raise my prices at the beginning of the year. I figure, hey. Let's let everyone get through this holiday season. Let's see what's up with the coronavirus vaccine. You know, we heard Pfizer came out, said theirs is 90 plus percent effective. Then you see Moderna come out. Theirs is 95 percent effective. But here's the thing. When is the damn vaccine going to come out? We don't know this. I, I honestly don't think they know this. It's actually kind of funny. I re, I was reading an email right before I started this podcast. I kid you not. I was reading an email from the the... Department of Veteran Affairs talking about, they're going to, hold on. I'll, I'll just open it right now. It said, let me go back. This email says COVID-19 vaccine for veterans. And I'm like, what? I'm like, did I just fall asleep for six months and just wake up? Cause I, I would, I, you know, I'm like, am I tripping? But I, of course, you know, my spidey sense of tingling and I'm just curious. So I clicked the email and it says, when the vaccine is available. So obviously, I, cause I was like, there's no way this vaccine is available now. I was like, this is absurd. So for those of you that are wondering like, man, when is this thing gonna be over, I don't know when, but I don't think there will be a vaccine coming soon. And here's a question for you guys though. Here's a question. Are you gonna get the vaccine as soon as it comes out? Let me know in the comments below, are you gonna be the first to jump in line, are you going to pull a Rambo and just jump on the front line and get that vaccine? Let me know in the comments below, okay? Because I need to know this. Um, <laughs> because if you if you don't pay attention to the, to the stock market or you invest in, the, in stocks and things like this, which I do, so... Boy, oh boy, when that news of Pfizer came out, boy, oh boy, the stock market went loco. It went 100% loco. And I was happy, but I was also sad because I was like, man, I actually kind of planned on buying some stuff. And now that everything just kind of shot through the roof, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm like pumping the brakes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm pumping the brakes over here. And another thing I pumped the brakes on was Tesla. Tesla just announced they're, they're going into the S&P 500 next month. And I... I had a buy target on Tesla for me. This is me. Once it goes below 400, I was going to buy some more Tesla shares. I think it was like 404 when this news broke. And then it shot up to like 460 something. I think Tesla today closed at, let me see. Let me see what Tesla price closed at today. I'll tell you right now. I think it was like 470 something. When I looked at it during the day. Oh, wow. 483 is what Tesla closed at today. So just imagine, you know, just just imagine. So crazy, crazy, crazy. So it's just funny how a lot of this stuff works and how life works, really, because you have a plan for something, and then life just slaps you all up in your face, like, and then you, like, you got to figure out something else to do. So that's kind of like what I'm having to do here, because I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to buy at all time highs. Yeah, thank you for the gains. Yeah, thank you for the thousands of dollars that you just added to my portfolio. But, you know, now you're going to have me out here spending more money to try and make more money. I'm like, it's cool, but I like to be a value investor here. So, oh, what's up, my man? Busy Jordan. I see him. Jordan. (laughs) Marco Polo. Are you MMA barber? Of course. Of course. Of course. (laughs) So the whole idea of the vaccine and when it will come out, blah, blah, blah. When everything will come back to normal, who knows? But I know a lot of people are tired of this coronavirus. Like I've experienced my little share of COVID fatigue where I'm just like, I'm just so ready for this to be over with. I'm tired of, well, I'm so I'm used to wearing masks anyway anyway. And all the sanitation stuff, I'm used to doing that stuff anyway. So when all this stuff popped off and people were, barbers especially, were like trying to be extra clean, I'm like, dude, I don't have to worry about being extra clean because this is just what I do. So it was just normal. The only thing that was different for me was I wear gloves now 100% of the time, which is actually kind of a blessing because I've always wanted to wear gloves. I had nothing against wearing gloves. It's just, I don't know. I just wouldn't wear the gloves. It's almost like uh, getting catching an STD. You know, you catch an STD, then you're back to wearing condoms. And you're wearing condoms for a little bit, then catch another STD. And then you're like, ah, oh, I should I have paid. I should have learned. Then you get back to the condoms. And then eventually you stop using condoms. And you keep rolling the dice. So that was me with using gloves. Because for some reason, I don't know why I get hair splinters more than most. And they're annoying. I, I Let's just be real if you've been barbering for a long time, you've experienced, um, uh, hair splinters. They're very annoying. They can be, they're not, they're not like super or painful, like excruciating, like nothing like that. It's just painful and annoying. Like, you know, you can mute with your finger, or you do something and it just hits it? It hits the little hair follicle at the right point And then it sends that little shooting pain, you know, and it's really annoying. And, uh, I have to be thankful for coronavirus because now I don't get them anymore. And that's because I wear gloves. You know what's actually funny? I, I, I got a hair splinter the other day. It was underneath my nail, and I could see it for, through the top of my nail. I was like, what the hell? I was like, that's a piece of hair. Luckily, I was able to get it out, but I was like, that that was like weird. I've never had a hair splinter underneath my nail. That, that was the weirdest thing. But um. Uh, but that's one thing I am thankful for the coronavirus, and I know a lot of people, they're real tired of this. I mean, look, we had the renegades in the beginning of the pandemic and the quarantine and all this stuff. They didn't want to stay at home. They didn't want to wear masks. You know, these people, they, they just want to do whatever. And I know. <laughs> hey, am, I getting, am I getting the vaccine? I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, I'll probably wait. I'm going to be real with you. I'm, I'm going to wait because, to my knowledge, I have not had coronavirus yet my knowledge, you know you, know, you know, you do have the people that are asymptomatic out there and you know that the people that are asymptomatic love to smash the like button. So if you haven't done that, you know, smash the like button for all the asymptomatics and who knows. So I'll probably weigh um, somewhat healthy, although I, I started back working out this week. I've started back working out. My body's a little bit sore. My legs are sore. My calves are sore. My shoulders are sore. You know, my, my triceps are sore. Chest not sore too much, abs aren't sore too much. You know, my my lats are slightly sore, but I'm starting back, I'm starting back getting in shape and I'm working out again. I'm sure some of you start working out during the quarantine because you put on some quarantine weight, the quarantine 15, or you put on your COVID-19 weight, and you realize, like, damn, I'm a fat ass. Okay, let me get out here and start working out. So that's what I did during the quarantine. I was doing good, lost a bunch of weight was starting to see the definition and everything, I was getting in real good shape, was out there running miles on miles. And I suffered a little little minor injury, like a little small something, something. And then that just, I fell off the wagon after that. And I put all the weight back on, got out of shape. And now I'm having to wash, rinse, repeat the whole damn cycle again, damn it. How many of you have done that? Either in some point of your life or this year? For me, that was all within this year. And I'm just trying to get back on the ball. And of course, you know, we all know the whole, the symptoms of COVID, the downfalls of having pre-existing conditions and you being overweight, fat, not a shape, how that can affect you. So it, it would be in your best interest to have your weight in order and be in good shape Especially as barbers, 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 barbers are known for being fat. So you, I'm not sure if you've ever seen any of those funny memes or pictures of barbers, like, you know, fresh out of Barber College. You know, they're all nice and in shape thin. And then you see them like 10 years into barbering and they got the, the big old belly. They're fat and out of shape. Yeah. Don't let that be you. Please, 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 please don't let that be you. Because here's one thing I'm going to tell you. Another reason why it's so important to value your health, if you're on the plan like me, if you're on the road to become a millionaire like me, or the plan to do something good in your life, whether you want to retire early, you want to become a millionaire, multimillionaire, all the good stuff, live a good life, blah, 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 none of that means a damn thing if you don't have your health. So important, so, so important, because look, If you got all this money, you know, you have everything that you want in life. You could do whatever you want in life. It means nothing if you can't go out there and enjoy because you're in bad health. I kid you not. I don't get sick very often. I don't get injured very often. Very rare that I go to the hospital. But in those times where something happens to me physically or due to my health, I can't think of anything but to just get healthy and be 100%. I'm not thinking about money or having fun or doing this. I'm just thinking about getting better. So imagine that if you have millions of dollars in the bank or scratch that, not just in the bank, just saying millions of dollars, right? Because who the hell would keep a million millions of dollars in the bank? That's dumb. But just imagine that and you don't have your health. You have all of that, but you don't have your health. You at that point, you'd probably spend a million dollars just to be healthy. So please learn this little lesson for me and the words that I explain to you about being healthy and the importance of it. Because if you want to do some stuff in life, it's really important to have your health. Having your health is very, very important. And, you know, when I say like working out, I don't mean because I know some people just don't like working out. I know some of you that are, you know, listening don't like working out. That's cool. You don't have to go out and be an Man. You don't have to be the world's strongest man. You don't have to be the, the world's most fittest CrossFit person. You don't have to be a professional boxer. You don't have to be a professional basketball player. Player, But you can at least get yourself in some shape. You know, Maybe go for a walk. Be, be more active in your life, especially if you have kids. Take them out. Go be more active. Go do, do stuff with them. Run around with them. You know, maybe go for a run if you want to. Hop on a bike, go swimming. Like, do all sorts of stuff that will help your vitality in life because I'm telling you, and I I do all this yo-yoing because I'll be in shape, then I'll be out of shape, then I'll be in shape, I'll be out of shape. And it's a bad habit that I've brought over from my days of fighting because if you guys know how fighters are, you know, they're a lot fighters do this, but they'll have a fight. Then when they don't have a fight, they kind of get out of shape. They put a bunch of weight on and they get out of shape. Then when they have a fight, they'll lose a bunch of weight, get in shape. They'll be all skinny, blah, 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 losing weight, blah, blah, blah. So I've kind of unfortunately take some of that from the fighting into my personal life, but I would love to be more consistent. Consistency is key. Just like with the investing world, consistency is key time in the market is much more important than time in the market. So you want to consistently invest all the time. Now, whether that's investments in yourself or investments in monetary assets, whatever you want to do, do that. It's very important to do these things. So especially like I say with the whole COVID thing, I know a lot of people were getting back into it. I mean, I've seen people, you know, that was a wake-up call from like, man, I don't, I want to I want to help myself out because it, it's attacking lungs, so let me go for a couple runs. Let me go do some wind sprints, you know. And that's what I was doing. I was doing wind sprints. I was going on jogs and everything. I was, I was like, man, I got to get my shape back up. I got to get my lung capacity up. Let me increase that. So I was out there, and now that I'm feeling good, you know, I'm already, I am I, I did my second workout this morning. It was the second workout. Yesterday I did a workout. This morning I did a workout. And I'm feeling better. I'm, I, I can tell. I can already see a difference. I, I could see a difference in some of the definition in the muscles. I was doing a little biceps today, you know, and I, I, was, like, I was like, okay, the guns are coming through. Sun I was like, I'm about to about to cock back and squeeze, but no, seriously. Um I could already start feeling better. And, you know, when you start getting in shape, you know, and you start seeing results, you'll wanna eat healthier and all the other stuff. So it's great, man. But for everyone that's out there, man, I really feel for you if you're City is getting shut down again, you know, again, and you got to go through this. But take this as a lesson, because if you didn't learn from the first lesson of the first shutdown and you're back in the same situation this time, getting shut down, meaning like you're like, oh, man, I'm broke. I don't have that much money. Ask yourself this. When is your wake up call going to be? When is it? Because I don't know when it's going to be because obviously I'm not in your life. But you got to uh, ask this to yourself and be honest with yourself. When the hell am I going to stop playing? When the hell am I going to get my life together? When am I going to stop procrastinating? Because right now, people are living their best lives. I'm living a pretty good life. I'm having one of the best years of my life. And I plan to take that momentum into 2021. And I know like some people are like, man, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I'm one of them, but I have a different mindset when it comes to waiting for 2020 to be over. I'm ready for all these little wins that I've had in 2020 to flow over and spill over into 2021 and just ride this wave of success. So some of you are just like trying to get by and that's the life I don't want for you. I want you to be thriving. I don't want you to be surviving. Okay. Cause if you're surviving, that means that's the worst. Oh my gosh. That just means you're just, out here missing every opportunity that's thrown in your way. Now when you're surviving, there's opportunities that'll come your way, but you can't take advantage of them because you're surviving. You can't see them because all you can see is I got to the, the worry about the next day. And then I got to worry about the next day. And i got to worry about what's happening today. When you have opportunities that's presented to you that can set you up long term, but you can't take advantage of those because you're not ready. You're just trying to survive. So, man crazy so let me get into some questions for you guys like you guys have some questions drop some questions i'm going to i'm going to answer some questions before we wrap up this podcast um this was a fun one i'm actually glad that i did it early uh i left the barbershop a little early today i know chris bazio would frown on that if i don't know if you you guys uh watched chris bazio's video uh <laughs> that he dropped today he was like barbers need to hear this and the first thing he mentioned in that thing in that video was barbers leaving the barbershop early and I was like, "Oh, Chris, you are talking to me, dog?" i was like, "You talking to me though?" But yeah, I left. The park. I left uh, the barbershop early today. Yeah, that was me. But I um I did it for all good reason. I did it so I can come on here and talk to you guys early, you know what I'm saying? So, for all of you that are out there tuning into the podcast, everyone, Juan Gonzalez, you know, Emil Trucker for Life, Wilson Trinnell, Mr. Freeman. Who else? Who else is in here? Yosef. Let me see who else is in here. Everyone who's leaving comments, I'm not going to try and read all these because it's going to make my damn eyes hurt. (laughs) It's going to make my eyes hurt. But if you have a question, drop your questions in the comments below. I'm going to answer some of you guys' questions right now, and we're going to open the floor. Okay, so first question. And by the way, if you're going to ask a question Leave a question mark behind your question. Don't just be like typing stuff in the comments because that's how I know when people leave a question for me is when they leave a question mark because I can see it. I'll be like, oh, okay. There's a question mark there. That means someone has a question. Let's use some punctuation people like we've actually been to school. Okay. So let's see. Emil says, oh man, my man, J beats and waves in the building. Shout out to you, JB, some waves. He says, uh, email is asking, uh, MMA, are you the type of, are you the type, what? Are you the type of you to spend a lot of money for personal Christmas presents? Me personally, no. Um, I've never been the type to spend a, t- a bunch of money on Christmas presents. However, last year, I spent a lot of money on Christmas stuff. Like our family collectively spent a lot of money on Christmas stuff. I do not plan on continuing that trend this year and the years to follow. So if you guys haven't tuned into the podcast from about a couple weeks ago, I laid out my plan and blah, 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 like of how I'm going to get rich and stuff like this. And if you also, you know, watch on the Audio platforms, you know, there's another one coming, so, you know, wink, wink, hint, hint. But I do plan on cutting a lot of expenses and getting this house paid off earlier and just being laser-focused, really honing in on the budget, like every year just getting more focused on the budget and building this wealth. But as far as, like, Christmas gifts, no, I'm not really the type to, to spend a lot of money on personal Christmas gifts presents especially for myself that's kind of weird like why would you buy a christmas gift for yourself if you do that let me know in the comments below i'm kind of curious if anyone out there buys christmas presents for themselves but speaking of that uh actually both of my kids they got scooters we bought them scooters for christmas and we bought them scooters within the past couple weeks both of them because we were like hey because right now okay here's why so they both have bikes both of their back tires popped on both of the bikes. So instead of me going to go get the tire fixed, I decided to get them scooters. So the whole thing is, you know, around Christmas is usually cold, which there's no reason to be riding scooters after Christmas. Right. Um, <laughs> so the, while the weather is still nice and us trying to take advantage of this nice weather, I was like, hey, kids, you guys want to have your Christmas presents early? So, I got them scooters. So, they have scooters now. So, I don't really plan on uh, doing anything uh, like that. So, next question. Wilson, he says, uh, and by the way, leave questions in the comments below if you have questions. Don't be shy. Open open the floor. Please, open. Floor's open. Ask questions. Please, you know, because, I mean, you're tuned in for a reason. It's like, hey, ask a question. So, My man, Wilson, he says, uh, I have a secure job now, but it's not a good career choice. I was recently propositioned by my barber to apprentice under her at least a day or two a week. Would you recommend that or go to school? Now, since you say that she propositioned you to apprentice under her, I'm going to assume that the state that you live in, Wilson, allows apprenticeships as a way to attain a barber license. Now. Um, I'm going to assume since you're asking me this question that you're semi-interested in becoming a barber or potentially apprenticing under her or going to school. So I would, if I were you, it really just depends on how old you are, your financial situation, your family situation. I'm not sure if you're married, have kids. That's why like sometimes when people ask questions, you got to be very in-depth. And you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set up a phone Line where you guys can call in and ask questions. um I think I'm gonna do that. Maybe I'm gonna, maybe I'll make that a goal of mine before the up. I was about to say before December, but I was like, eh, December's right on the corner. That's too much pressure. Which it ain't that hard to set up a phone. Number, I'm just gonna be honest with you. But maybe I'll make that a goal of mine to finish this before the year's up, where I can have you guys call in and ask questions. Because I would like to ask you some questions, Wilson. Okay, but. I really would love to know the answer to my questions that I have for you. Like if you're married or you have kids or, you know, how old are you? Blah, blah, blah. It can be good and bad. Here's the bad part about apprenticeships is let's say she, you apprentice under her and she leaves you hanging and dry. You're done. You got to start all over, all over, bro. You're done. Okay. That's the bad part. That's one thing I do not like about apprenticeships, but with the, barber college you can just go in there in one year and be done. Now barber uh, college can be expensive, but there are other ways you can find an inexpensive barber college, especially if you have the skill of barbering already and really you're just kind of one of those people that's just like, oh, I'm just here for the license." But of course, don't forget. There's always there's always something that you can learn in barber college. So, you know, there's some barber colleges out there that are 4 grand. You know, if that were the case for me, if that were the scenario where I was pretty good at barbering already Um, and whatever. Like I honestly would just go to barber college, get my license, especially if the school allows you to go more and finish early. I would do that and hurry up and get out into the field where I can start making some real money instead of, you know, doing the uh, apprentice thing. But he says he's been cutting as a hobby since January. Uh, he says he's cut around 150 people so far. I like it. No kids, no wife, no debt house pay for man. Wilson. Uh, if that's the case, Ooh, 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 you may actually do the, especially if you have a secure job, um, doing the apprenticeship may be something that you might like because, a lot of times when people do apprenticeship, they're still allowed to make money. Now I don't know the rules on that, on if apprentices are allowed to actually make money, uh, cutting hair in the barbershop. shop. Um, I, I don't know. I know some do though. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I don't know if that there's a rule against that, because you know barbers don't follow rules. If you, Wilson, if you didn't know that, <laughs> barbers don't follow rules. Um, I would do it. But the only question is, how long will it take you to attain a license? Because you don't want to just be a permanent apprentice. You know, you don't want to be that type of person where you're just an apprentice forever. Like, that makes no damn sense. So if you have a horizon where you can finish this apprenticeship in a couple years, you know, it's a long couple years. I'm going to be honest. You know, like It's something that you got to really think it through. Like, do you see yourself being here for two years, being an apprentice? You know, blah, 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 like coming to this place after work, doing this for two years. It's up to you, you know, or you can knock it out. Not sure on which state you live in and what's the requirements for Marlboro College. If it's 1,200 hours, 1,000 hours, 1,500 hours, I I don't know. But if you can knock it off sooner, I honestly would recommend that you just get it out of the way so you can hurry up and start getting to your goals. That's what I uh, recommend. Light brick cuts. Is asking and by the way, uh, ask your questions. Drop them in the comments below. I'm asking. I'm answering questions right now, and I'm fielding your questions. So drop them in the comments, and I will answer your questions. So he says, "How is it back in the states right now with the industry and COVID? I'm an active duty soldier, but my side job is being a barber. I've been deployed overseas during this whole pandemic. Where are you, Light Brights Cuts? Let me know where you are, Light Brights Cuts. I want to know." What country you're in right now? Where where you repping from on your deployment? And I hope you stay safe wherever you are, and I hope you are being safe wherever you are. Okay, now, first question. How is it back in the States right now with the industry and the COVID? It's a little topsy-turvy, as you probably saw from the title of the podcast, barbershops are closing. You know, certain cities here in the U.S. are closing, which means barbershops are closing because, as we all know, we are no... No, no, we're not essential. We are not essential. Unless you want to take that risk, maybe end up like that lady that got put in jail, got out of jail, opened up a GoFundMe, and got half a million dollars. Boy, oh boy, what a come up. This is what I'm damn talking about. People out here coming up because of COVID. That stylist lady cutting hair, Carter. Put her in jail, came out, opened the GoFundMe, and got half a million. She may have got more. I might be under underselling the lady. But, man, oh, man, talk about a COVID come up. Boy, woo, man. Okay, but the industry, it was rough for a lot of people. Because, of course, as if you guys tune into this podcast regularly, you know barbers are irresponsible. We all know barbers are stupid. We all know barbers do dumb stuff, especially with the money. So it was rough for a lot of barbers. A lot of barbers were cutting underground. You know, it was almost like the prohibition days where it was like, you know, it was business in the front, (laughs) party in the back. You know, you drive past the barbershop, it it says closed, you know, the the lights are out. But boy, oh boy, what's going on in the back? (laughs) Boy, it'll shock you. So, uh, but this time around, like if you really got to do it because, you know, you got to make ends meet. Man, I feel you, man. I feel you. It is what it is, man. Like, do what you got to do to survive. You know, like, when it first happened and I was like, barbers, like, why are you doing that? It was a little bit different. But now, man, they're shutting you down again. Months removed from the other quarantine. And then, you know, even if you do get unemployment, they, there's no longer that boost in play. Man, I I'm, I feel sorry for you, man. Because if you don't have money set aside, you know, dude, I, I feel sorry for you. And, and my man Light Bright's Cuts, he's in Lithuania. Boy, I bet you out there slanging, uh, if you know what I mean. And um, it sounds like a, a, a nice country to visit, Lithuania. Boy, oh boy. Man, wish I was out there with Light Bright's Cuts. <laughs> okay. But here's one thing, Light Bright's Cuts. I, I I talked about this in the podcast a while ago. Can't even remember which podcast it was. But I was talking about how someone in the military can make an extra twenty to $50,000 a year just from being a barber. I wish I was a barber when I was in the military. When I was in the military, the eight years that I did, I wish I, was, I knew how to cut hair. I could have made so much money. I'm telling you. Learn how to cut hair, especially if you're young right now, if you're young listening to this podcast, like maybe you're 15 to 20 to 21, if you learn how to cut some hair, or if you know how to cut some hair, you might want to consider going into the military because here's, here's, I'm going to summarize this. Here's what you can do. Go into the military, get a skill, right? Because the military is going to pay for you to be educated on something. Get a skill that translates into the real world. Don't get a skill that's that's isolated to military duty. So get a skill that transfers well outside, but you also have the skill of barbering. Okay, now, of course, if you don't know, people in the military need their haircuts all the time. And especially if you're in the dorms, if you're like a lower ranking person, you're probably going to be in the dorms for a while until you can get to move off base. But while you're in those dorms, or if you're deployed, like my man Lightbrights cuts, or you're doing a remote somewhere, maybe you're in Korea, maybe you're in Germany, or somewhere, wherever, you could be cutting everybody. Because I tell you what, on the military bases, they don't have good barbers, by and large. Sometimes there are some good barbers on the military base, but most of the time you could probably count on, the barbers being doo doo, okay, and that's where you come in. You could cut everybody because look, word of you talking, you know, how many how many times i all be asking like, how do I promote myself as a barber? Word of mouth in the military, word of mouth is going to get you a lot of business. You once you get done working, you're going to be cutting a whole lot of people. Boom, boom, boom. And here's the thing with the military, it's not like if you're a regular barber working in a barbershop, shop, you're going to get all types of customers doing all sorts of hairstyles in the military, you're practically doing shorter hairstyles, which means quicker cuts. Okay. And which means faster transactions and fast exchanges of all this stuff, you know, fast exchanges of money and all that good stuff. So in the military, oh my goodness, you guys can make an extra 20 to $50,000 a year just from cutting hair. Do you understand me? So if you want to go in the military, I honestly highly recommend it because it's a good life experience you get a free education. You get to travel the world if that's something that you want to do, which I would recommend it. And you can make a whole lot of money. So imagine all on top of your military salary, getting paid the money from cutting hair. You put all that money from cutting hair into an investment account or a Roth IRA, whatever you want to do. Your, I guess the, the military has the TSP. Or maybe you want to do some real estate or maybe you just don't want to do the real estate. Just put it all into the financial markets. Okay. And then later on, maybe take that money out and then transfer it over to real estate, whatever you got at that point, you're going to have over a hundred K. Oh my God. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. So next question, let's see here. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. So he says, uh, I just start charging 15 and five for beers, 15 for the haircut, five for the beer. You know, I've been charging 10 for the past seven months. What are your thoughts on my decision? My thought on your decision means absolutely nothing. If the people are paying it and they have no problems doing so. Next question. So uh, let's see. Okay. She's an icon. She's never forced anyone to come to her, into her barbershop if a person was willing to. Da, 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 da. Okay. The states are. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yes. So, see, look, my man Light Bright's Cuts knows exactly what I'm talking about. And here's the thing can you imagine, like me, right? Me having the skills that I have right now as a barber in the military. Man, I'm telling you, because look, here's the thing: there's some people in the military they cut hair, but they're not the best, right? That you, like you don't get that fine precision in the cuts. But I'm telling you, if I had the skills I possess right now and I was in the military, do you know how much money I would make? It would be ridiculous, because I'm fast when I want to be. Sometimes, and here's one thing, guys: like you'll notice this whenever you get more seasoned as a barber you'll know when to turn it on. you know when to put it into second or third gear when you're cutting hair. Like, because sometimes I'll cut my client's hair, I can cut their hair in 20 minutes. And sometimes I'll cut their hair for 30 or 40 minutes. You know, if I know I have nothing going on or if we're just chit-chatting. You know, like my one client today, uh, he did a haircut beard. I I have haircut beards booked out for 45 minutes. Oh no, 40 minutes. I think it's 40, 40 minutes? Uh, Anyway, I think I cut his hair for a little over an hour because we were just talking. We were chit-chatting. We were talking about stocks, We were talking about fighting, boxing uh, primarily, and a couple other things. I think maybe real estate, but we were just chit-chatting. but that's just barbering, you know? So when you have the skill, that's the tricky part in the beginning for most beginners is, oh man, like how do I get fast at cutting hair? I talked about that in the podcast months ago, um, and I'm not going to revisit that one, but it's going to come in time the long answer here's the long answer to that i'm not going to give you the short answer what i said in the podcast um you might be able to find it if you just look in the playlist but you'll get fast over time it's just going to happen you, you know repetition is going to help your productivity just like in the military you know they they do stuff over and over and over to embed things in your mind and you just do things subconsciously that's Eventually, you know, that's what you want to do as a barber is where you're doing things subconsciously. And honestly, when I cut my clients hair, a lot of my clients I'll use different tools or I'll use different methods to cut their hair just because I'm like, I'm just, just kind of curious. I'm just, you know, I don't, you know, when I'm in, when I'm in the second and third gear cutting people's hair, there's no playing around. There's no trying something new. There's no tinkering here. You know, it's all about business. I'm using, I know the exact tools to use on them and I know how to use them on them. And I don't play around, Well, you know, when I'm like goofing off, like I'll just, you know, let, let me try this. Let me see how this blend would come out. If I use this method instead of this, I do that all the time. And which actually I did that actually on a couple of my clients today, which, but Oh, by the way, oh, I, I should have said this haircut tutorials are coming soon. Guys. I know y'all been curious. I know people have been waiting. Y'all been like, yo, because I've, I've been getting a couple comments here and there like, hey, you still cut hair? Like, hey, you you, you still doing barbering? I'm like, yeah. O- on the YouTube video, you know. I'm like, yes, man. I just don't feel like doing them. I mean, look, if you really paid attention to the channel, you would know the answer to that question. So, you know what I'm saying? But the haircut tutorials are coming soon. I've been, I, well, I take that back. I did record two haircut tutorials. One of them, I'm gonna scratch it. Maybe I'll reshoot that one because that one was doo-doo. It was like, I mean like really doo-doo. So I'm gonna redo that one. It'll actually be a much better haircut too. Um, So I'm gonna redo that one. I've got another one shot. I'm actually gonna look at this one because this particular guy that I cut, I cut his hair over the weekend. And when I cut his hair over the weekend, I was like, yikes, this was fire. This blend was oh so sweet. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, I-, I outdid myself. And I like this guy's hair specifically because he has very coarse, thick hair and he has lighter skin and the face just looks so good. He has that, like, like that Drake fade. Man, I think I might have to reshoot. Or who knows? I'm, every time he comes in, maybe I'll just shoot a haircut and he'll be the only person that I'll upload videos on every week. Y'all gonna be like, what, him again? Y'all gonna be like, damn, him again? But- I might have him come back in, uh, which actually I really need to look at his footage just to see, uh, cause I don't even know what the, I mean, obviously I know what his haircut looks like when I cut it, but I don't know what it looks like on camera. So I need to look at at it and who knows, maybe I'll just reshoot his haircut too, I, I, I don't know. But it did come out nice, the haircut did come out nice. I was using the wall guards in that video, I think. Yeah, I was using the wall guard system in this video. But when I cut his hair over the weekend, i was using that fat master blade oh boy man i'm telling you i'm telling you boy i was like i was i had to step back i was like man i done outdid myself i was like man i'm over here like wow i done shocked myself i done shocked myself okay all right, so I'm gonna stop answering questions. I'm gonna go through the rest here, and then we're gonna close out the podcast. So, uh, my man, email. He's saying, "I know this question is off topic, but how much money should a teen, a 17 year old, spend on their first car?" I've been looking for a 2003 Toyota Corolla. What are your thoughts? Here's the thing: if you're a 17 year old and you had a million dollars, obviously you could spend much more on a car. But if you're a 17 or 17 year old, you know, with not a lot of money. I would just say buy a little car that's as cheap as you can get, that's as reliable as you can get. You know, there's no parameters as far as like, hey, you're 17, you get a $3,000 car, you get a $5,000 or $10,000 car. I would just say be modest, okay? Don't spend too much. You know, obviously you're cutting hair, you're cutting hair for I think $15 now. So just be careful, okay? Um. Don't buy a car that's going to cost too much to maintenance, especially if you don't have a steady job or – You know, obviously you cut hair, and let's say you don't have a lot of money coming in from cutting hair, so that would not be the the wisest move for you to spend a lot. Don't fall into this, and and this is a good psychological test for you too, because this could possibly shape your future. A lot of people buy much more car than they can afford. A lot of people buy much more home that they than they can afford, and this is very dangerous. You don't want to do this because obviously you want to uh, start off with good habits. So that's what I would say to you. Um, you know, I don't know how much a 2003 Toyota Corolla is. I can only imagine it's not that much because a Corolla is not the like high end of the Toyota brand. So I can't imagine that it would cost that much. But, hey, if it runs good and it's a good good price where maybe it's no more than $3,000, like, do it. Okay, uh, Light Brights Cuts. Yes, I do have an Instagram. It's on the top right. See it right over there? You see it, see it right, right after uh, MMA Barber Life. You see that Instagram logo? I do a barber. You see it right there? Boom! It's been flashing. Pay attention, Light Brights Cuts. Attention to detail. That's what they teach you in the military, okay? Light Brights Cuts. I know you're in the military. I know they teach attention to detail in the military. Boy, boy, See, you see? All right. Next question. Jamal, what's up? Jamal Turkaloo, Turkaloo. Are you from Turkey or something? Uh, he says hi. Do I do have cosmetology license. Do I need a barber license? For example, if you have got a cosmetology license, are you can you still cut with that license or you will get the barber license? I did just graduate. So I'm going to assume that you're in the United States because I don't know how things work outside of the uh, outside of the U.S., when it comes to barbering and all the other stuff. I know a lot of countries don't even have barber licenses. I think we're like one of the only countries that have it. So I'm going to assume that you're in the U S so to work as a barber. No, you do not need a barber license. Here's where the caveat comes in. The, The main thing that separates the barber license from the cosmetology license is the ability to use the straight razor. A lot of the stuff that cosmetologists can do, barbers can do. Like we can color hair as well. We could perm hair. We can do all that stuff. It's in the Milady textbook. It's just it's not a main focal point in the education when you talk about barber college. Well, let's be real. Most barber colleges, some barber colleges do actually focus heavy on that. But by and large, most of them don't. Um, but, yeah, you can cut hair. And let's just be honest. You could probably use it. If you know, look, here's the thing. I knew how to use a razor before I even got to barber college. It wasn't something foreign to me. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. So if you knew how to use a razor, you can go ahead and use a razor with that damn cosmetology license. Look, let me tell you this. You, you, you're you not going to whip out the straight razor and then like sirens are going to go off. There's the loudspeakers. And they're going to be like, what's, what's your name again? Hold on. What's your name? Jamal, they're not going to be like, Jamal's using the straight razor. Look over here. Jamal's using the straight razor with a cosmetology license. Like, no, no, just use the damn razor, okay? You know, I'm going to be honest. Like, if money's the issue, too, like, don't waste your money to go to this and get the whatever. I mean, I know they do the crossover program. Some of them are inexpensive, blah, blah, blah. But, look, if it's worth it that much to you, do it. I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't. (laughs) just being real I I would not do it Um, okay so next question let me see okay so you're from Turkey living in Colorado see look at that the only reason I I knew you were from Turkey was your last name basically uh, from the basketball player I'm pretty sure you know who he is all right, so that's going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm going to go back to family time. And boy, oh boy, I wish I could just do this podcast at like 6.30 all the time. But I know that's just not going to work because it's not going to work. I, the, I cannot consistently leave the barbershop that early to do to, uh, to just do this podcast. Unless y'all just donate a whole bunch of money in the super chat. You know, if y'all just drop... If, if I consistently come on here and y'all drop your know, money in the super chat heavy for me every Wednesday, you know, that would justify the means of me leaving the barbershop early and, you know, losing money and stuff like that. You know, I'm just going to be real, <laughs> you know, just going to be real. <laughs> but I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'll see you guys. Uh, well, if you talk about barbering stuff, let me think. When will I see you guys again? Ne- okay, guaranteed. I'll see you guys next w- next Wednesday, unless I die in the meantime. Uh, if not, maybe if I edit this this haircut tutorial be- because I've had this haircut tutorial for weeks already. I've cut this guy's hair again a couple times already since I've recorded the first one. So I just need to edit the video. So it's really just the onus is on me. I just got to stop being a lazy ass. And there's a couple other clients that I want to cut their hair and I'm like, I got the itch again because here's one thing. I didn't want to rush back doing haircut tutorials and force myself to do haircut tutorials because this is what got me in this point. Anyway, I got burnt out from doing haircut tutorials. So I want to just naturally be motivated to do haircut tutorials. I don't want to be forced to do one because I'm like, Oh, I need the money. I need this money from YouTube. I need the ad revenue. Like, no, I, I really don't even give a damn about the ad revenue. Um, but I wanted to like have the excitement of shooting haircut tutorials again, and so now I have that excitement. So you guys are going to see some new haircut tutorials. Uh, yes, he died Turkaloo. Yes, um, you know what's funny? I had some turk some uh, Turkish customers in Florida. Um, anyway, that's a whole other subject. Let's, let me not get off that. But I'm excited though for the new haircut tutorials because. My skill level has gotten better since you guys have seen me, you know, do some of my older haircut tutorials. The skill level is better. Your man's gotten better, boy. I'm telling y'all. And y'all going to see it when I start posting these new haircut tutorials. So I'm excited for that. Okay, but I'll see you guys in the next podcast. It's been your man, I Do It. I'm signing out. Yeah, i